watching prohibition fall down. What up, DGC Wake and Bake, man? So here your alarm clock should be. Wake and bake. <laughs> I like it. Hanging out. It's Friday. It's yeah. Friday. That That's means something to you. That's what my alarm clock should say this morning. It's Friday. Yeah, it depends. Depends on uh, what you do for work. It might not mean anything. True. It might be Friday on Monday for you. But hanging out today, guys, going to get into the show. Wake and bake America here. We're going to talk about what we're medicating with, recreating with, or whatever. However you consume your cannabis. What we got going on? Um, Scotty's uh, daughter. She had a little school report. I guess I'll call it that. She had to pick a hero, and she picked Elon Musk. Huh? Yeah, man. You ever help your kid with schoolwork on weed? <laughs> So we'll talk about that as uh, well as uh, improving improving humanity in general. Yeah, it was just it was you had to do something on heroes, and everybody was talking about Spider Man and Superman. Ant Man's a hero these days, man. So I thought it was pretty cool. She picked Elon Musk. I was curious what you'd have to say. I mean, when the teacher make it real world people requirement, like you cannot pick an animated character, a Fortnite character, or anything like. Hey, but on. what if you identify as Batman? Yeah, brother, I'm not sure what's going on in the schools today. I even looked and I could barely read stuff. It says like there's Z's in there. It's S slash he slash Z. It's, it's strange, man. I saw a 65-year-old guy in Norway that he identifies as a 45-year-old and he's trying to give up his pension. And his reasoning behind it was so he can get more matches on Tinder. Oh, that's I think that's brilliant. <laughs> All right. Weird. And in the, the news, what about buying cannabis from a dispensary in Massachusetts? Massachusetts is opening, I think, only a couple dispensaries, which is kind of crazy. Right. But we got that in the news. First, though, DGC support, guys. Dudegrows.com forward slash value. Shout out to Mr. Miner. Yeah. What is up? Appreciate the support, brother, uh, as well as all you other cats out there that can come on board. $10 a month, help this show out. You get 30% off, recharge the members' newsletter every month. Uh, we are doing the Mary Glassworks giveaway, but it's a $250 custom glass piece that you get made for you. You could tell them, I don't know, off the top of your head, I'm going to go with, I want, I miss my old, I had a couple pipes got that look like bamboo. Yeah. So if that's what I wanted, I get on the line with Paul and I say, let's make it look like this. So a really cool opportunity, guys. When we get to 300 memberships, uh, we're going to be giving away two of those and $250 value. And we'll keep you filled in on that in the members newsletter. I like it. I like it. All right. So uh, that's dudegrows.com forward slash value, guys. Yes. Dude, what do we got pick, for the memes here? You let me pick the memes today. And, you know. I just, I just dig some of these guys, man. So, some of the things that are going on here, you know, I've been, I don't know, I've been thinking about it. I've been thinking about food. Remember, I was telling you, I threw out my fruit juicer, my orange juicer, because I was like, I'm not paying eight dollars for a glass of orange juice in Colorado. That's what it would cost. Check out this meme. It's called "Squeeze Me" by Grouse Grows, and it says, "Fresh squeezed people, twenty six ninety nine for a gallon of Tropicana orange juice." Man, that's crazy, bro. I mean, where's that at? I, I don't, that's I, how much is a gallon of orange? Well, Tropicana, I don't really consider that legit shit. But how much is orange juice in for, whatever Colorado? Do you know? I don't even know. Uh, I don't really. That looks that it. looks edited to me. You think twenty six ninety nine there? Yeah. I don't know, With man. The nine hangs right, off you know over what? the yellow on the side. Just yeah. Okay. <laughs> Point is, is that if you don't respect nature and their, and our soil stops producing, you're gonna see stuff like this. You're gonna see fruit be only for the extreme rich. You know, that's how it used to be back, uh, you know, 100 years ago. And Wait, have you ever seen Spaceballs? The movie? Yeah, where, where they the just have show. cans of air at the end. <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> because 
air, and good air is so hard to get that they sell canned air. You know, people. Guru, I saw Spaceballs like when I was 14 with two of my friends that were kind of like you, intellectuals. And I remember it's me such and- a crossover there, though. Think about it. Canned air. When we were kids, Scotty drinking off the drinking fountains in elementary school. Bottled Nobody water. Nobody would have thought their body bottled You're right. water. You're 100% right. You just got to use the power of the source. Uh, but I went there and watched that with uh, two of my buddies that were like in the gifted program intellectuals and me and my buddy were in like wood shop. And dude, me and my buddy just laughed our asses off. And the two intellectual guys just, they didn't get it, man. They didn't okay. Get it. Just for, for references, I thought that movie was funny. Excellent, man. That's why I mean you get to hang, man. That's why we can hang, brother. All right, on this next meme, you got, this is awesome. look at that picture of Matthew McConaughey. Sitting on a old school, I don't know what kind of Lincoln. car. Sitting that's on a Lincoln. A really old Lincoln. Yeah. Sitting on a Lincoln, smoking a cannon. So I, I think cannon is slang for J, joint, spliff. Sure, sure. And I did not know that. Yeah, I think what a cannon looks like. Big fat cannon. I mean, if you're rolling a joint, if you're, if you're rolling a cannon, it better be impressive. It says, yeah, that's right. It's Big Mac sitting on a Lincoln, smoking a cannon. And I was just. Oh, thinking, and he's so cute in his crew neck t-shirt. Ah, that's so funny, man. <laughs> but I was just thinking about him. Dude, he's been around for what, 25 years since, you know, it's be a lot cooler if you did. And he's been, a, you know, really made his mark. He's been in major motion pictures and He's never apologized for being that cool-ass stoner. He's always been the cool, good-looking stoner that'll show up to your party and, and make it fun. Hey, he doesn't wear deodorant either. He lets the cush be his cologne. <laughs> I did not know that much about him, but uh, I like that. God, he's got three good attributes there, huh? The cool, he's cool. He's good-looking, and he's a stoner. You know what else I like about him? He's, he's not some kind of fake, tough guy either. He's fairly, you know, he's, he's real. You know, I've always think about, you know, you have everybody who's happy gets sad. Everyone who's tough is, you know, is also tender at, at times. And uh, it's cool. You know, you think about, like, the, the fake, you know, go 25 years before, and you got people like John Wayne and Clint Eastwood, and all they showed was you're a tough guy all the time. You should, yeah, man you know. up, Scotty. Come on. Yeah, I think it's cool to have somebody like McConaughey that's uh it's uh, just a different kind of kind of role model, I think, and definitely a cannabis friendly role model in my opinion. Well, I don't know if role model goes with him fully. I sure would like to live the kind of life he lives. I bet he's doing all right for himself right now. I'd have to think about it. I'm not anti. I'm mm-hmm. just going to role model takes a little bit of deep thought. Yeah, you're probably right. You are probably right. <laughs> <laughs> Well, so what you uh, what you token on, man? You're I'm sick with a cough. <laughs> I'm token on nothing, man. I actually had the vaporizer. I smoked a little bit out of the vaporizer this morning. I've got a bowl here, but man, I caught a cough. You know, I, I thought I got away scot free in uh, Portland. <laughs> oh, no, no pun intended. <laughs> but uh, no, I got a I got a little cold from from the trip, man. So I'm, I'm nursing that a little bit. Just got to smoke through it. I was going to say, I used to be such a pothead, I would just smoke, and it hurts, man. When your lungs are, are, are hurting, man, it feels dumb to be just smoking bong hits of weed. So what do you guys do? What do you guys do when, you, when you're sick and, and still want to consume? Well, not Edibles? when I was sick, but when we were about to get on the airplane at, <laughs> at the Portland Cannabis Club, I think my exact words were, I'm going to do dabs until I can't really breathe that well, and I'm going to go get on an airplane. <laughs> nice. nice. Now, is that just required for travel kind of thing, Guru? Kind of, yeah. I like the edibles I mean, don't get me wrong. Travel. Being at the airport, being on a plane, traveling, you know, it's, if, as long as you can keep track of your documents. I or, forgot my yeah. 300 milligram edibles in the car at the airport at Denver, so they weren't really an option. So yeah, it's funny dabs you, were the other way to get there. It's funny you say that because Guru forgot his boarding pass, Mr. Smart Guy. When he, when he <laughs> Wait, I found it when I got back. It was in the front pocket of my bag. With yeah, we, we were a little high, man. Oops. And I, I think we mentioned this yesterday, but we got there late. Uh, we, <laughs> 
stone cat. Sorry, man. Uh, but we, we got to the uh, airport late, and they were like, do you want to check your bag in? Or if you check your bag in, it might not get there on time. So Guru just walked right through airport security with, I mean, Guru's brother John did. With man, just jars, jars. You can't. I can't incriminate you if I just say you walked in with jars, right? Someone shout out to the Portland security. It was They're pretty so there. cool. It was just so. That's the way Wait, this that, country ought to be. The the guy at the very start of the security line was probably the happiest person I've ever seen. He had his daily dose of Vivance or Adderall or well, something. Yeah, that was just like, hi, what are you on? Yeah, the guy in my security line was over overly happy. Maybe it's because usually they're not so sheer. I don't know. Or, but good times in the Portland uh, security line. How <laughs> about that? Definitely, man. All right, what are you medicated with, man? I'm boring today. Man. I'm token on uh, Apollo 13. You know, no surprise. Had it for a while. Shout out to Grouse Groves, DGC. Nice. And, you know, I was preaching the show. I'll be like, look, when you go to a dispensary, it's almost non-existent to, to ask a bud tender or whoever's, you know, at the counter. Okay, I really want to get that uh, Island Sweet Skunk, but do you know how it was grown? I'm curious, what was the lighting? Or maybe, do you know what nutrients you are used? Like, you're just going to be looked at. Like I'm not even going foolish. to a dispensary with you if you're going to be like that, man. <laughs> you're going to go, great, <laughs> here he goes, I'm out. Uh, so, I'm smoking Apollo 13, this is why I promote Grow Your Own, because I can tell you this is Brothers Grim Seed Pack, grown in Canna Cocoa with uh-huh. Canna AB, Canna Zyme, PK 1314, Recharge, uh-huh. Optic Foliar, Fermented Fruit Juice, and carbs, fermentously making his own carbs, sure. lightning, what? Yeah, I'm just saying, sure, yeah, good stuff, man. All grown in five-gallon, this is the best part I've talked about before, five-gallon homemade fabric pots. So that he used a landscaping fabric to make his own fabric sure. pots, which gives some props there. But anyway, the point was being that I like to know my inputs. I don't exactly have to know the nutrient line, but there is comfort in knowing. I, I, I kind of do like to know what nutrients are used. So Sure, but now uh, let's pretend that you're walking into a dispensary and pretend that the girl tells you all this exactly like that. Do you think that she would tell you that they also sprayed it with fluoromite when you weren't looking? <laughs> Maybe mm, they would. No, you, you know of course what, not. You know what I'm saying? Not. So, I mean, it's what people tell you, you know, and, and what's really going on behind the scenes and what they don't tell you, you know. Yeah, could, more could that's coming. Difference. Yeah, very important subject matter to keep on as more states come on board. Because when there's all this money rolling and mites come in, man, I can see the temptation, but I wouldn't be tempted. Hey, I mean, you got you got to have your system. So if you've got a bunch of different strains going and a bunch of different rotations going, uh, you can keep those mites away and a bunch of beneficials already in there. But if you're sitting there going, "Oh, I never expected to get mites, boss. What do we do now?" You know, that's that's when somebody comes in at midnight and sprays. <laughs> All right, let's do the DGC smoking on. Sure, man. Got a yeah, fresh yeah. hit of the Apollo. I got you, brother. You you recover, man. This is Twin <laughs> City Terps right here is that what we got? Yes, yeah, beautiful picture of yeah, flower running coming along. That this is, is looking frosty. Good for day thirty, buddy. You got the trikes creeping mm-hmm. out on all the leaves. Hashtag Dude Grow Show on IG. And looking fabulous. Good work. Oh, look at that Vega Matrix he's using, man. Pretty interesting. He's on the on the mammoth tip over there, man. Mammoth oh, the, what, vegan, vegan, no, you mean that's uh, the Kyle Cushman's line? Yeah, yeah, I'm just looking at the hashtags. I'm trying to learn how it's grown, sir, okay? <laughs> Hashtag it up. <laughs> We've got another one here. Oh, hey, this is from Dude Grows. Yeah, <laughs> that looks is, good, man. You may, this is uh, from the event, man. This is from the Portland Yeah, this Cannabis is a cool Club. picture, guys. We're looking at a picture of just, I kind of set up that bar with those lights to make it like the tiki right. kind of bar. <laughs> and we got our jar, pictures of our jars down the line, people token, having a good time. I, I think, think JR showed this up. I think that's two-tone right there, isn't it? I, that I can't is, tell. That is two-tone. So there's your really. winner right there. And there's, <laughs> hey, there's a girl 
in at the event, man. There's proof right there. Hey, yes. we were running the statistics Holy today. Holy crap. Dude, we were running the statistics male to female, and uh, I asked my wife, I go, what do you think they are? And she goes, 90% male. 10% or 90% male, 10% female. We go, no, sorry. It's 96% male, 4% female. So I guess we have a, <laughs> I don't know. I guess we speak to the dude grows, male dominated audience that we're doing wrong. Well, if I'm going to do some narration on the post real quick, JR yes, says the level of flower this year was outstanding. We had 28 to 30 entries and Tuto Willie showed us all the attention to detail and timing is everything. Yeah. So. Love it. All right, man. Looking Love good. it as well. Looking good spot. Good. Northwest Canvas Club. Hit it up. Yeah, it really is cool. Come bring some cats to call in, man. You guys, we, we like to follow prohibition reports. Uh, eight, what is the number here? 833-420-2420. Silver at Dude Grows in the upper left-hand corner. Call in and tell us what's going on. If you're in Missouri, give us some insights on what are they going to allow, what aren't they going to allow. Uh, or if you're in somewhere that just cannabis isn't illegal at all and you want to talk about, you know, the growing scene or the black market, love to hear from the listeners and we try to get them up on the show so you don't have to hear just Scotty and I. Yes, that's right, man. A little personality, a little diversity going on. 833-420-2420. Yeah, let us know what's going on. All right, so I must get involved. You're going to get into it. What's going on, man? What's going on with your kid's hero in, uh, yeah. in school and Elon Musk, all this jazz? I'm telling you, man, being an adult is weird, man, especially when you have kids. <laughs> you know, like, so my kid comes home, she's like, hey, I got a school project to do. And thank God she's into it, man. She, she likes, you know, writing and whatnot. Uh, she, actually, she's probably seen me. I like writing, too. I sit there with the computer on, on my uh, lap, you know, half the evening and just I love creating uh, so she had a project to do on a hero and I was proud of her man she's in the eighth grade and she's like yeah I picked Elon Musk she goes but and then I went and looked and everybody else picked like you know Ant-Man and uh, what was it Spider-Man what and the hell's like, Ant-Man yeah, I guess that's another superhero kind of thing that we missed or something I think he can make okay. himself really small Okay, gotcha. That was back when I went to the movies, man. <laughs> anyway, man, I thought it was really cool, man. I, so I go, and she's like, oh, I'm doing Elon Musk as, as my hero. I'm like, oh, well, cool. What makes him a hero, though? I'm just curious. I thought she was going to be like, oh, because he drives a Tesla and he made you know, $100 million before he was 30. And uh, thankfully, she didn't say that, man. She actually said, uh, she goes, man, I, I think he's cool because he started a software company, was 12. By the time he was 30, he sold his first software company, or his first company for $400 million, man. And it was a company that really, it's one of those dot-com companies that really didn't do much. I think it like helped businesses get on the internet for the first time. Well, I know? mean, back then that's probably doing much. Like they didn't have, like yeah, they're like, saying here, they didn't have a clue. Not a lot of people are as familiar with, yep. you know, the internet at all. Yep. But so I, th I thought that's what she thought was cool, that he made a lot of money early on. But what she thought was cool, so I, I actually showed her this video. Check out this video if you, if you don't mind playing just a couple seconds of it. It's Elon Musk in 19. 1999, taking delivery of his $1 million McLaren. Okay, he bought a McLaren M1, I think they're called. And uh, I was like, because I thought it was kind of douchey. Yeah. Yeah, whatever, sorry, man. Fastest you know, car in the world at that time, right? Yeah. I and mean, that fits into his personality as well. It, yeah, exactly. So I'm sitting there thinking, I don't know, so this seems like a very decadent, douchey thing to spend your money on. And uh, she turns to me and she goes, yeah, it's exactly, she goes, pause this video. This is exactly why he's a hero. And I'm thinking, and she goes, because he has $400 million at 20 years old. Homeboy didn't have to do anything, man. All he had to do, like, check this out. He, say, he says right here in this clip, he, he goes, uh, uh, yeah, I could have just chosen to buy one of the Bahamas. Yeah, play this for a couple seconds. You're listening. <laughs> Listen, this is interesting. This, this is, is Elon Musk, uh, what, at what year? 28 roughly? years old, man, 1999. 
Alright, hit it. Rats that we lose a sense of appreciation and um, perspective. A year ago, Musk sold his software company, Zip2, which enabled newspapers to publish online for $400 million cash. Receiving cash is cash. I mean, those are just a large number of Ben Franklins. It's a perfect car for Silicon Valley. It really is. There is, gentlemen, the fastest car in the world. I could go and buy one of the islands in the Bahamas uh, and turn it into my you know, personal fiefdom. Wow. I'm much more interested in trying to uh, build and create a new company. So this is an ATM. What we're going to do is transform the traditional banking industry. Yeah, I mean, it's... Uh... I didn't even know what he was getting into as far as after that. He's just like straight up confident, like, yeah, I don't know much about banking. I'm not really a banker, but uh, I'm going to start this company for like, you know, internet banking. Yeah, and that's the thing. He could have taken his money and just gone to the Bahamas and fucking lived rich, you know, and traded his money for the rest of his life for, for people's services and people doing things for him. Not made the world any better of a place, man. Instead, he reinvested, I think. He think he got like $400, billion, $400 million from the sale of his first company. He took most of that, 300 and something million, and reinvested it back in what, some kind of bank. What was the bank called? What, X.com? X.com, which... Eventually, was, eventually merged with PayPal. Right. And he got kicked out of the company, but he walked with like a billion dollars. There you so, go. Winning. Do you know why? X.com just goes to a page with a little lowercase X in the upper left-hand corner. I'm trying to figure out what's he what, what's probably up with just that. owns that. You know, he's just happy. He's to like, own that's that. my mark. Yeah, that's, that's like having the fucking million-dollar uh, McLaren in your garage and never using it. <laughs> <laughs> But man, I started thinking about him, man. And what he did was he tried to use technology. He knew technology and he really understood the internet. And then after a while, he started really started understanding energy. But he started using these things to help improve life, uh, you know, improve humanity, I'll even say. Um, and it, it kind of reminded me there was a story I, I heard recently about Rudolf Diesel. Another hero, go back 100 years ago. He was like the uh, uh, Elon Musk, I'll say, of, of, uh, of whatever, engines or, or energy. Man, go back 100 years. Everything's steam power. The gasoline engine's like barely invented. Um, they don't have a bunch of, uh, there's not a bunch of gasoline all over the place anyway, so it's fucking expensive. So everybody's like burning wood or coal to make, uh, to make energy, you know, to boil water, to turn turbines to make energy. Super dirty, super inefficient. It's called the London fog. It's just <laughs> from all the soot in there. Right. Yeah, it wasn't even real fog. It was just soot. And just think about if everybody's burning a coal all over the place, man. And then where do you get that coal? Little kids go into coal mines and, and, and mine it. They're shoveling ash all the time. It's just nasty. So this dude was like diesel. Rudolf Diesel was like, if I could just make an engine that ran, that ignited itself and ran on uh, non-fossil fuels, things like, I think he designed the diesel engine to run on peanut oil, but it can run on palm tree oil. Every seed has, has oil, you know, has a, a lot of oil yeah. in it. Um, so it could run on canola oil, any of that stuff. Stuff, man. Everybody just gets hungry while that thing's running, though. <laughs> yeah, it does smell like peanuts when one's running on peanut oil. It's true. But he was using technology to improve people's lives. And uh, I, I think it was a real similar to Elon Musk. I hope there's not a similar ending because I never knew this about fucking Rudolf Diesel. But Rudolf Diesel was a German guy. He went right around 1913. He went to go and he wanted to share. The, he invented this engine. It was revolutionary. And he wanted to go share it and clean up London. He actually went to 
to London to try to end the London fog. And the Germans didn't want uh, anyone else to have diesel engines because you could put them on Navy boats and Navy boats could, could uh, you know, stay out for longer periods of time. And uh, in World War One, the diesel engine ended up making uh, tank warfare. Got, uh, yeah. po- possible, which revolutionized it, it mechanized and revolutionized warfare from having cavalry to having like tank battalions. Yeah. So Ka- Kaiser was like, hell no, man, you can't go give that to anybody else. And homeboy went across the English channel to go uh, sell his first diesel engine uh, to England and they threw him off the boat. He never made it. The English Channel isn't that far, and he never made it across. They're just like, I don't know. It's missing. Don't know. Yeah, I don't know what happened. Not here anymore. Anyway, I hope that doesn't happen to Elon Musk, but I just thought it was really cool, man. I was just thinking about, like, man, PayPal, fucking, before PayPal, I had a little bamboo business. If I wanted to buy or sell something, I have to buy, like, a $600 credit card reader and sign up and get approved and get my, my credit and all that checked. It was a big pain in the ass, man, you know? He changed the way that you look at banking. I remember I'd have to keep, like, two copies of receipts when I was doing business with credit cards and one went yeah. to a merchant and one you kept. And Did you one, ever use one of the carbon re- card yeah, reader things? definitely. And it was a pain in the ass. And homeboy was from that. He's my, my age. So he's seen that too. Nowadays, you just take a picture of the card, or, you know, or you don't even need the card. It's just saved in, in your PayPal profile. That's pretty fucking cool, man. He changed the way people looked at banking. Um, man, I hope he does it with energy. I look at energy and you, we look at somebody was talking about the way there's a giant nuclear reactor in the sky. And meanwhile, we're just pulling fossil fuels out of the ground. <laughs> you know, it's crazy. Yeah, I mean, I was bringing it up. It's happening with energy. They're almost done. I think the Tesla is getting close to being done with their testing of making solar panels realistic, like roof tiles. Like it's going to look it's going to look like you have a regular roof, like shingles. Sure. I hate to be so, the, the pessimist, but I think the carbon footprint on making the battery batteries for one of those electric cars outweighs the amount of carbon that car would create through its oh, lifetime. And you feel something? I feel something killing my buzz, man. What's happening? And, the, well, and, also- and, and then the energy that charges that car, it has to be coming from renewable for it to really be like a zero carbon footprint. Hey, I'm going to take you back 10 years. LED lights suck, man. They're nowhere near as powerful and efficient as they need to be, man. There's no way they'll ever compete with HPS, bro. Okay. Okay. You know what I'm saying? You got what Elon Musk is doing is throwing all his money at this thing so that they can develop the technology. Dude, LED is a good example, man. It was two, you know, 1.8 what micromoles per joule. Then it got to two. Now it's 2.2 and it uh, keeps on 2. pushing. 2.5. You know, that's a pretty big advance, man. Maybe, yeah. So that's what I'm hoping will happen with energy, man. But um, Matty, I, the memory was talking about uh, pulling carbon out of the ground. It is a fucking really insane thing to think that you're going to pull carbon <laughs> that's been stored in the ground for millions of years in the form of fossil fuels out and then incinerate them, burn them. And you just yeah. get all the carbon that's in there, turn it into carbon dioxide and, and change the atmosphere and be like, but nothing's going to happen. No problem, man. By the way, we're doing that in like 200 years. We're taking a couple million years worth of carbon and burning it in 200 years, but we'll be fine, man. Yeah, it's a pretty insane equation when it's simply put like that. You know, we should know better. We all participate to a degree. You know, it's really hard to go the other way still. Yeah. What am I going to do? What am I going to do with my car? (laughs) You know what? It's kind of interesting what he says about cars, too. He hates traffic. That motherfucker must sit in traffic a whole bunch. So thank God I got somebody like him uh, solving the traffic problem. And, dude, he's thinking 3D. 3D underground tunnels. Since you got the boring company that wants to bore uh, a private tunnel right into your office building, 
keep thinking, brother. You know, I think mm-hmm. it, I think a hero is driven to make humanity better. You know, not just for his rich fucking friends, man. It's not just so they can have uh, you know bigger boats and better lobsters and hotter hookers, man. You know, it's it's so that they can have better. Everyone can have better lives, man. Yeah, shout out to uh, if you guys want to check out. Uh, Rogan had him on recently, mm-hmm. uh, as well as a podcast called Recode Decode. You can find on iTunes and stuff if you want to see what uh, Elon Musk is up to. Another cool podcast that I found. Yeah, man. Yeah, so that's what it's like to do your homework with Scotty Real as a dad, man. Yes, very good. <laughs> very good. I agree, though. The main point of all that is once, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, if I had the million dollars or the people that play the lottery mm-hmm. and you get into, you know, then I could just be done. You know, he had that option, which is the you know biggest point in the story for me to be completely yes. done, to choose not to work or anything, maybe just feel good and give some of his money to charity so mm-hmm. his conscience isn't bothering him. Um, but no, push harder. I agree. Kind of like Richard Branson a little bit, maybe, maybe profile stoner profile of him later sometime. That sounds great, but yeah, think about when you have. Uh, you know, we was just talking to my friends about it, and the, the warehouse guys, Mad Max, and I was just saying, you know, you could win the lottery tomorrow. It might take some stress off you, but it's not going to change the way you laugh at things. It's not going to change your overall level of happiness. You know, there's a, a base income that you need to have your own minimum stuff. You know, minimum uh, uh, needs provided for, um, but then you're kind of just happy. You know, according to who you are. You know, it's not just if somebody gives you $400 million, it's not a solution. You know, it's not just a a prescription for happiness. Not even close, man. How many million? 400? If you're not, if you're not prepared to handle that and all of a sudden everybody is just using the shit out of you, you're going to be anything but happy. I mean, the other side of that is, you know, but you know, some of the people that are out there that are, you know, really poor, Mm -hmm. it doesn't, by happiness, but it can sure facilitate some steps towards happiness at times. It depends. Earning your own, you know, you, you get what you earn in, in this life for the most part. There's certainly, what would we say success is? Uh, talent times lucky breaks uh, times uh, how much you practice. You know, that, that's kind of what I think. So lucky breaks are in there. If you, if you, you know, have some unlucky breaks, you know, man, that, that does suck, man. I like the way one comedian put it. It was something about throwing shit at the wall. Eventually, something's going to stick. I don't believe throw a lot of either, shit at people. I think you better practice. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. In the news? Is that what we do? They're in the news. Yes. <laughs> There's some crazy shit going on in the news, man. First, you see, I found one and you found one. Let's hear yours first. All right. In Massachusetts, marijuana shopping for rookies and answers to your questions out of the Boston Globe. What's the population of Massachusetts? It's pretty damn significant, right? It is. Got to be a couple million people there. And Massachusetts, it's small too, man. So just don't look now, but Massachusetts regulators say marijuana stores are really finally actually about to open. And in parentheses, it says they swear they mean it this time. I guess they've had some issues out there. Just follow um, so, the Portland model. I guess not, because I don't know if anybody's making money there. But goddamn, man, you know, it was nice and casual. It's like walking in and buying, going to the beer store. Yeah, where what was like that? In Sorry. Port, in, walking into a dispensary in Portland, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, they it didn't go fairly... through all this bullshit, man. Well, the first marijuana stores will almost certainly be two. I said two existing medical dispensaries that have one state licenses to offer recreational or adult use pot to cultivate in Leicester and New England treatment access, known as. At Netta. What did you Netta. call that place, man? First off, they've got Lice, their own language out Lice, there, man. It's Leicester. Leicester City. I, I, I just know because <laughs> they, they have a Premier League football club from there. Okay. It's nice. Leicester City. 
And New England, New England treatment access. And there's at least that. four more syllables that, that that a Bostonian attaches to that. It's like this, just sure. What about Northampton? Where's Northampton in Massachusetts? Is that by Boston? It's uh, like above Southampton. I think it's just all by Boston for the most part, or Boston suburbs. Yeah. Where that's what I kind of don't get. It like why is there only two opening for this? I guess there's not. I mean, talk about a slow rollout. Uh, it goes in, and they're giving recommendations here in this article also. So I wanted to, I wanted to hear what you thought about this guy. He says for fifty dollars you'll get an eighth. So what was the prices in Portland for an eighth? Fifty dollars you got an ounce. That's, <laughs> right. that's eight times more. <laughs> they were like, they were the like ten dollar eighths, if that. Yeah. Uh, all right, so by the way, that get- sounds good. You know, that sounds like where it was, somebody could afford their medicine without being rich. And it says that's enough for about three and a half larger joints or perhaps three to four weeks of light solo consumption. In parentheses, a couple hits most evenings. Three to four weeks. Depending on your method of consumption. What's that? An eighth wouldn't last my mom three or four weeks, homie. I guess maybe a new toker potentially, but I don't know. Um, I don't like that recommendation full on, but also, uh, you know, they don't want to get people too much. They're actually going to limit it here uh, to what you can purchase because, again, they're concerned about the rush and running out. And they're telling people to be, you know, there's going to be a lot of lines. So I want to get give us a follow prohibition report. If you guys are out there in Boston and Mass, I want to understand what's going on. Why don't they have more storefronts open? Because being controlled, man. It's absolutely being controlled. Yeah, as far as the uh, the monies, the monies. I got a letter from the government the other day. It said they were suckers. That's that's why. Uh, yeah, we need the price to go down, man. The, the, the more the price goes down, in my opinion, uh, we'll say potentially the better. There's a lot of different things there to look at. But that's my new story out of Boston. I just thought you'd find the recommendation for an eighth for up to a month. That's it. Uh, that is comical. <laughs> I got something for you before we go, man. You know, people are always asking us to get political. They're always talking about voting. And, you know, oh, they, uh, oh I heard that if you voted yes for this, you really were supposed to vote no. You know, and you're like, holy <laughs> shit. They make it just so complicated that I just have limited time and energy. So, they, you know, here's... I'm going to give you an example of why I just just don't participate, man. Why, you know, I, what do I say? Apathy is not the same as withdrawing in disgust. You know, I'm trying to make sense of the world. Got limited time and energy. And uh, I want to try, you know, like that, that Elon Musk's story that I was, that I tried to feature. You know, I like people that try to make the world a better place for, fu- you know, for future generations, for humanity. And I just can't compete with, with people that are just out for themselves. And check this guy out, man. Here, this is a story we got from, from Texas. This is out of Austin, Texas. This is what KCAN Texas House member wins re-election from a jail cell. And he's in his prison gear. He's smiling. He's very happy. That's Ron Reynolds right there, man. Says a re-election campaign, uh, a re-election celebration is underway in pod two of the Montgomery County Jail after inmate number 232573 claimed victory. Texas, Texas, (laughs) Texas House District 27. Ron Reynolds. Wow. He ran unopposed for the race for District 27, and he garnered 47,305 votes in Tuesday's election. Do you think that anyone would have voted for him if they knew the guy they were voting for was sitting in a jail cell? 
You got 47,000. Just because he ran unopposed. I mean, yeah, you people got, are just checking a box and not know. Exactly, brother. So fucking, what are we up against? Wait, listen listen to what he's serving his, his year in jail. <laughs> he's serving a year-long sentence after a 2015 conviction on five misdemeanor counts of using a middleman to chase ambulances in order to solicit <laughs> clients for his law firm. So he probably had like some fucking pretty low-level people that would run around, look for accidents, and then be like, hey, you know, you can sue this guy for a bunch of hey, money. Man, away just trying to help him out, Scotty. I'm just trying to get him some money. So that's the guy I want as my legislator making my laws. Oh, and man. if that's the case, man, then why bother? The system's flawed. How can you get elected while you're in jail? You think <laughs> that I guess since there were misdemeanors and not felonies, yeah. he's available for public office. But, right? Huh? Yeah. And can how he do serve? you not can buy he your way out of a year in jail for misdemeanors? Yeah, especially if you're a lawyer. <laughs> Hey, man, dude, I used to know people that would go in there to clean their lives up. I'm going to go in. I'm going to do six months, get clean, you know, get rid of my girlfriend. Come on out and start fresh. I knew hustlers (laughs) like that back in the day, man. Getting rid of the girlfriend's part of the process. (laughs) (laughs) You know, man, I just try to be happy. Can can we just can I show you what I look at on Facebook? Uh, Yes. This is what I think social media is all about right here, man. I just like when people mix like weed and unicorn outfits and, and gymnastics. gymnastics. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll lead out with the, watching the unicorn do gymnastics here uh, and do some shout outs. Have <laughs> a good time, brother. Good time hanging out, guys. I want to shout out to Grow Nah and Shark with Chainsaw. I like that guy. Left Coast Strength and Bear Grown. Yeah, I'm going to see Bear last week, man. Spark it up, Vegas and Medican Man 575. Lizzie Lieb, or yeah, I'm going to go with Lizzie Lieb and Pollen Chuckin' Slaw. Nice. Don't forget about Juice Plug 2018 and Twan Tokery. Tiwan, man. Tiwan. Her don't. Tiwan. Day. Hi, my friends. Have a good weekend. Peace out. Absolutely. Take it easy, dude. See you Monday. Real talk. Real talk. <laughs> Some people love to blaze up the deck. Yeah, we get happy for noon. And with the boss fans is to take a little break. That means we're lighting up a dude. It's just weed. It's just weed. I like to keep a good buzz on, on, on. It's just weed, it's just weed In my toolbox there's a bone Some people start their day off with a pill It's what the doctor says to do They shake their heads and natural medicine Go ahead and try something new It's just weed, it's just weed I like to keep the good vibes on, on, on It's just weed it's just me. I like to smoke it out be loud. Yeah, yeah. Now if the big man catch you riding high, oh, we gonna lock you in a cage. No. If you wonder why he hates the dank, just look at how he's being paid.